Hey, welcome to Educate for Life with Ryan Francis. Let's get right into it. What's up, people? Uh, Here is the bonus episode that I was mentioning in the last podcast. So uh, just to reintroduce super quickly, Preeti and I jumped on live on Instagram, which I am going to be making a good faith effort (laughs) to do far more frequently. So please do uh, follow me on Instagram. Um, Anyway, we chatted about her focus as she coaches entrepreneurs and service providers about starting and expanding their businesses. We started the conversation focused on entrepreneurship and mindset requirements um, for doing that in a successful way. And then we ended up kind of discussing, well, I think the whole discussion is applicable to people who aren't necessarily entrepreneurs, but just people that want to be more aware of their mindset when they're taking on challenges, when they are putting themselves in their discomfort zone. So it is about an hour. Um, I hope you enjoy it and uh, hopefully see you over on Instagram. So for any of you who were watching my live before it got cut off, um, we were talking about business. So Ryan is here and now, and my phone is plugged in. So we're going to hope that that's, that works totally fine. Um, Hey Ryan, long time, no chat. Yeah, all two minutes. Yeah. So anyway, as I was just telling everybody, my phone died. So cool. And that chat is not saved in Instagram. So anybody who watches this replay, you make a bunch of shit, but that's okay. It's okay. It didn't save? No, it doesn't auto save. They only save the live video if you like click save when your phone dies. Oh no. Get on your shit. That's terrible. I was... Oh, because I tried to rewatch part of it. It just showed me the last 30 seconds before it froze. And I thought I'll just watch the rest of it later and download it if I need to. But yeah, I know it's awful, but it's okay. That's fucked up. It wasn't. I feel like we just made a beautiful mandala and the wind blew it away. That is such a tragic interpretation. Um. We it's perfectly a, fitting to the conversation we were just having, though. We can right? a new mandala. I know. Impermanence, man. It's the way of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we talking about? I'm going to my Well, I was getting into a, a typical metaphor that you and I discuss. I was talking about the Preeti Ryan shorthand about video games and life being, if life is like a video game, you need to... Uh, Fail early, fail often, and remember that you have a backpack of, of infinite size. You've got to pull those tools out and use them to test and see what works, which then started this whole other can of worms in my brain about how we build tools. I'm like, okay, this is too much. And the video froze at the same time anyway. So it's like, well, so, never mind. Okay, so for anybody who is hopping on to this replay or live or whatever, um, what we were talking about, which we will continue blurbing about, is the three things that I think kind of keep people stuck when it comes to online business and the three things that I think you need to be real with yourself about when you want to run an online business, which is that 
number one, it's not about, it's not just about your happy gumdrop vision for what you want to do in your life. It definitely is about your vision for who you want to serve and what you want your life to look like and what you want your business to bring you. It matters, but it's more about the journey and gaining the resilience throughout that journey to even consider going after your dream day after day after day, because it's tough. Um, the second thing is that it's not about perfection and letting yourself get caught up in perfection. It's about being okay with growth and making progress and understanding that you are always going to be able to make growth and progress if you are willing to. And the third thing is that while it can feel like there's a whole host of things you need to do to be ready or feel ready or to finally get to the stage where you trust in yourself and your abilities, the truth is that's probably not going to happen because it's just never really happens for anybody. Even if you've been running an online business for six years, it's not going to come easy to you to just totally love with yourself and your skills. But when you can shift away from that mindset and focus on the truth of your business, which is that it's about your customers and it's about being the best that you can be to serve them and about solving their problems, not about your lack of feeling ready. Then I think that that can get you out of that stage of stuck. So we were talking about the idea of failing and that when you, Throw in yourself into the fire for this vision. You want to fail. As Brian just said, fail early, fail often. And we talked about this concept. I've talked about it on my podcast, the the magic backpack, which for any of you, if you're a video gamer, I'm sorry, you're going to hate this metaphor. But if you're a light video gamer in pretty much all video games, there's the magic backpack of some kind. Sometimes it's a satchel. Sometimes it's like Dora's magic backpack. Sometimes it's a laptop bag. Like you're, you have a toolbox, like a manly toolbox, some sort of magic thing, a container that holds the tools you use during your video game. And whenever you get face an obstacle in the video game, instead of sitting down in the game and being like, oh my God, I suck. This is awful. You reach into your magic toolbox or your backpack and you pull out your tools and you need what you need. You work with what you have to get through the obstacle. So I think that when you start viewing life and business as this game of going through obstacles, but also this game of constantly evolving your toolbox and your magic backpack, then it starts to become way less of a battle and just way more of a video game of like a fun process. So. Right. Well, so there's, oh, see again, it happened again where it's like, oh, now I have three things to say. Uh, p- people who haven't watched much of us need to know by you know, they need to know how like many branching topics can occur at any given okay. moment as we're real life friends so like yeah. we talk as real life friends do which means there's not a lot of sense that comes out a lot of the time <laughs> it makes sense people. to us yeah to other people so if you're right. down, cool hi <laughs> if not cool Right. So, so I think I think I think we'll be trackable. It's just I have to remember that sometimes it's shorthand. It's it's Ryan Preeti shorthand, and right. you know it's like whatever. Anyway, like the backpack thing. So I wanted to recap an idea that we talked about in the last live, and then kind of fast forward to where we are now. Sure. And that is just really quickly to touch again on this idea of technician versus entrepreneur. And I want to I want to re- recontextualize it in what you just said, and that is about kind of like shoring up your knowledge, like understanding where your your suffering is going to be, I guess, and where it is that the growth and the struggle and the resilience and all that stuff is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, for some people, 
they are fantastic entrepreneurs. They are fantastic business people. They understand supply and demand. They understand how to get into the market. They understand how to connect around a brand. They understand how to do those things. But maybe they're not fantastic technicians. So maybe that like thing they're really passionate about, you mentioned life coaching, online courses, consulting, anything like that. Maybe they have some experience, but they're not the best at it. So then their area of growth, their area of willful suffering, the way they're going to choose to suffer is to throw themselves into the learning of being the best technician they could possibly be in that area. And then for the person who is already a technician, either because it's part of who they are, it's in their heart, they've been practicing it for years, um, then their struggle is not going to be in being a technician. Their struggle is going to be in being an entrepreneur or a business person. And so they're learning how they're going to be confronted by themselves and their own bullshit. Because again, for being real, your biggest enemy and your biggest ally in your business is you, right? So it's us getting in our own heads. It's us getting our own shit and us needing to work that out, which is why... You know, we have coaches, why we have each other, why we have biz besties. You know, this is why we work this shit out. And I would also like to bring up our uh, unauthorized goddess, Marie Forleo. (laughs) 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 Um, I was watching an interview of hers the other day and she said this simple but wonderful thing, as she always does, which is that um, if you are the problem, the great thing is that you are also the solution. Word. Yeah. So. Instead of being like, oh my gosh, I, I suck. I'm a terrible person. This is awful. You could be like, oh, wait, hold on. I can do a lot about this right now, this whole situation, right? So that's just as important. And I think that's a really key distinction to make that, like, as you said, some people get caught up in, like, being the technician and then other people get caught in the journey of having to be the entrepreneur. There's always a new sea that you can navigate, especially taking on this big suffering of creating your vision, right? Which it is suffering. That's where beautiful art comes from. The most beautiful art in the world comes from this suffering and the artist's ability to put themselves through that suffering because they cared so much about the beauty that was waiting underneath it. So if you can do that with your vision and your online business, then I mean... So I'm, I'm going to caveat that just a little bit as, as, as a creative and someone who uh, just watched, you know, a uh, dance concert a week ago. Yeah. Um, the pieces I enjoyed the most weren't the pieces that most expressed the artist's suffering. Mm. Because I actually find suffering in that way to be overindulgent. So there are some people who might be around me being like, oh, that was so poignant. And I'm like, oh, that was so adolescent. Right. Um, what for me, I think what we're both describing, whether it's the word suffering or anything else, is depth of feeling. Yeah. Because there were people that expressed the same amount of suffering, but instead of making it about the suffering, they made it about the depth of feeling. Yeah. And and they executed it in a technically creative and interesting way that didn't just indulge in the suffering, but was a way of expressing the depth of the feeling. And I think our businesses, especially service-based businesses, again, when you talk about coaches, consultants, 
online course creators, da, 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 da. We're talking about people who are in service, like explicitly, like these are heart centered businesses for lack of a better term. Um, So there is a depth of feeling there. And when we as practitioners are able to get into that depth of feeling and find the, the most, so the best ways, but that's not really accurate. The most successful ways for our niche to express that service. Yeah. I think that's what we're really talking about here. Right. How do we go into that? Well, and use it for resilience and strength, use it for content. It's, it all kind of comes from the same place. And again, I, I do not think it can be said enough how important it is to have some type of community, even if it's a community of two. Yeah. Even if it's just me, again, at nine o'clock at night, because that last live got deleted, so people didn't get to hear it. Yeah. Me saying, you know, it's nine o'clock my time. I know it's midnight your time. And I'm like, if she's asleep, good. She'll get it in the morning. That's fine. But I'm feeling in my shit right now. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my head. I'm feeling fucked up. I sent Preeti a voice note. We're just like, hey, I'm in my shit right now. Can you just lovingly bitch slap me out of it? Can you just like, whatever. Give me a compliment. That's cool. Or tell me like, get fuck over it. That's cool. Like, but I need something right now. Yeah. You know, it's important to have that because whether it's a coach or a biz bestie or, or a whatever, you need some type of support, you know, a lover, whatever. It doesn't matter, but you need someone who can help get you through those points when you're in your head because guess what if you're doing it right you're going to get in your head because you're going to end up having to confront yourself because that's part of the deal absolutely yeah and i think it's it's that's so important especially because you know like i love my family but it can be a source of contention like they don't get it they don't understand you know and there are a lot of people out there who are running on is who your family doesn't get it and it's not their fault and trying to make them get it isn't going to always get you the fruit that you're looking for at the end. Of the and, but finding a community of somebody else who, when I can message Ryan at nine o'clock at night and be like, I feel like I am awful at everything. And this sucks. Can stay back to you. Okay. But that's not true. But then can turn back around and be like, but I feel like I am awful and I suck. And then you can say, but that's not true. You know, it's not only, having somebody to mirror back to you um, or to, to respond and like to understand what you're going through, but it's somebody who literally is in it with you. They're not in that journey alone. That's where community is so important. So yeah. And, and no box magic toolbox, like what is more than an ultimate tool than having somebody else right there with you? Right. Someone on the journey, you got to have your, whatever. I don't want to say the word sidekick because it's not really sidekick, but you need to have someone who's, you know, has your back or standing next to you looking in the same direction or choose your, you know, overused metaphor. Um, you know, that's, that's just, that's just what's up. You need to be able to, and the other thing is you need to know what you need. Yeah. So for example, you know, our personalities mesh very well. Our temperaments mesh very well. Our backgrounds mesh very well. So when we found each other, it was like, Oh, like perfect you know, orchestration. Yeah. Um, so I know that if I say, I need you to eviscerate this copy, you'll eviscerate the copy. You'll like be really, you'll, you'll give me a spoonful of sugar first before you tear my heart out, but you'll still tear my heart out. But the thing is, I value that personally. I cannot stand things that feel God. I sound like fucking Holden Caulfield. It has to be genuine. Fuck you, Holden. 
Um, sorry, cash on the rye. If anyone know, no one. Okay, fine. Fuck it. Whatever. Anyway, so um, my dish. Okay. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So uh, anyway, authenticity is important to me. It's it's one of my top values. So, like that's another thing. If you haven't ranked your values for yourself, if you haven't examined your values, you're in for a lot of extra pain. So let's just be real about it now. You're going to have some values conflicts. Even if you examine your values, it's going to happen regardless. So just, you know, be prepared to be like, why do I feel so fucked up about this? Oh, two of my top values are competing right now and I have to choose one over the other. But anyway, authenticity being one of my top values, honesty being a you know, directly tied value, um, intimacy, again, <laughs> these things, these three are deeply interwoven for me. So if someone's not going to tell me what's up, by the way, I can usually sense when someone's not telling me what's up. Right. I'm, I'm like, this is mm, this isn't working for me. I, if either either take out that red pen and bloody the page again, teacher. Sorry, you know, or don't right. be like, hey, you know what? I could be your cheerleader, but I can't be your critic. It's like, fine, then then let's know that and let's do that. You know, but know what you need and ask for it. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I um I do. Totally agree. I think the community is incredibly important and communicating and finding somebody who understands your values and can work with you is definitely critical in business, really in life in general, but also in business. Um, but I wanted to go back to the values thing that you just said for a minute, because I think to my first point that starting an online business, the truth is that as wonderful as it is to have your big, beautiful vision, it's about the resilience to make that vision happen. That's also where values come into play. Um, I don't know. For any of you who might have seen that broad post a little while ago, Ryan and I talked about this in real time where I was in a bullshit moment in my head. And I had to, in a snapshot, look at my values and say, here's what you want. Here is where that value is on this list. And here's where your bullshit is and all the excuses that you're making. So Right. So when you are, when we're talking about running a business and we're talking about resilience and like being that person who says, I'm going to run a million dollar business selling cat yarn hats to Ooh. people in America, guess what? I bet you can do it if you're willing to throw yourself in the fire and if you're willing yeah. to have resilience and if you're willing to figure out which matters more to you and on your, on the value scale of, is it this thing? Is it the resilience? Is it the growth? Or is it not? If it's it, and to, I also want to say, if it's not, if you decide no, my excuses right now or my objections, not even excuses, my reasons for some reason this value isn't high enough, then that's okay. But be honest with yourself about that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's so so very real. It's so easy to get in judgment about. And so, so much of automatic value ranking comes from judgment. Right. So, and judgment, unexamined judgment tends to come from others and our need to successfully fit into the world around us. Mm -hmm. So when we consciously examine our values, we're directly or indirectly going to examine our judgment. Yeah. So if there is if there are people around me with a high work ethic and by which i do not mean willingness to work i mean how they define effort i.e accomplishment only comes from effort where you're you're sweating so hard that you bleed right you know i know that people around me are that way right 
So there are days when I accomplish a lot of my to-do list, but it didn't take much effort. And I'm sitting there going, oh shit, have I done enough today? I, I'm not bleeding yet, you know? And then I need to examine in that moment, which, which is the value I want to be operating right now. And I'm not saying I'm going to feel good about it. That's the other thing. Let's not get it fucking twisted. Just because you sort your values doesn't mean you're going to feel good about your choices. It just means you will be clear on your choices. So there are days when, when I've only been working for four hours and yesterday I worked for nine and I'm like, I haven't put in enough effort today. I can do more. And I have to stop. And I consciously say to myself, Ryan, have you checked off those items that you said you needed to check off on your list? Right. Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. What is this feeling? This is a feeling of judgment that I have not exerted enough effort today to justify stopping. Okay. Now, as I always say, and I'm going to do, I'm going to do a masterclass on this. What side of the, what side of this line do I want to make my mistake on? Am I going to make the mistake of overworking to feel better about my effort? Or am I going to make the mistake underworking to honor that I've achieved what I set out to achieve today? Right. And every day, regardless of which one feels better, I need to make that conscious choice. I need to examine those values and go, okay, like this is, this is the work people. And I, I'd like to also talk about alignment for a second, because I think you just completely summed up what, how I define alignment, which is how some people define it and others don't. So you can't feel good about every single decision you're going to make. That's just like not in the nature of being human, especially when you are starting an online business or running one or doing anything where you are forcing yourself or will are going to be forcing yourself out of your comfort zone. That's not going to feel good. Your brain is biologically programmed to hate every second of it, but it's about the conscious choices that you just said. And it's the, the difference in feeling good and having the choice just feel right and feel good to you versus having it be aligned with your positive thoughts, your beliefs, your goal and your vision for your goal, the action steps that you are taking, the words that you are saying, the emotions that you're feeling, and the values that you have clearly laid out for yourself. When those things match, it becomes easier for the choice to be made in alignment. In a way that even if it doesn't feel good superficially, ultimately it is the choice that's going to be good for you in the long run. So that's where people get confused with when it's being about alignment is all about just being focused on what's what feels right and feel good. And I don't think that that's true. I think you have to look objectively at, no, no, no. It's am I literally in aligned with everything else that's with all the words coming out of my mouth, following the feelings in my body, following the actions that I'm taking, following the values that I care about. If no, that's when you make those adjustments or pivot where you need to pivot, or that's where you look at both choices seriously, like, okay, maybe I do need to just look at neither of these feels in alignment, so which one feels good? <laughs> Is it sleeping wow. or, you know, right. yeah. Well, so two things. One, if, as you jump in, people, and you're listening to our conversation, add your opinion in. Like I, you know, I saw Coach Ruby and I see Mags already like jump, just jump in, like tell us what you think, what we're talking about so we can respond to you as well. Because 
Preeti and I can talk forever. Like this, this is not a thing. We, we, we could do this for literally hours. People watching us or not watching us, whatever. So we want to know what you think. So as you jump in, like, let us know, send us a note. Like, do you agree with what we're talking about? Have you experienced what we're talking about? Like what's going on with you around these things? Because really, I think both of us believe this is just the human experience. It's just when you are in the pressure cooker of being an entrepreneur, it, it, it just turns everything to 11. That's just what it is. And, and which is why doing, being your own boss is such a cool challenge. Like it's, 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 it's again, it's about conscious suffering. I am choosing to throw myself into this situation, which means again, I'm going to be confronting myself. Cool. Coach Ruby, still gathering info. I'm down with it. So, um, like talking about, the we're just talking about running a business and starting a business and things that sometimes people don't talk about which is that things can get challenging and difficult but that doesn't mean they're any less rewarding so that's right. and in, in many ways that's what makes it more rewarding so again to go to your thing about alignment um sometimes i think it's important for people to recognize their feelings aren't in alignment right which that's usually like a <laughs> The, the the number of people that I've had conversations with, I'm like, okay, is this feeling serving you? Like, what do you mean is this feeling serving me? My feeling is my feeling. I'm like, mm. let's 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 step it back here and talk about where feelings come from, <laughs> because yeah, well, some, not to cut you off, sorry, but that moment in the shower, that's exactly what that was. The feeling was, I don't want to do this. The feeling was, I feel like. I'm not good enough. I feel like I'm scared. I feel whatever. That was the feeling that I was having. But very clearly in a snapshot, I was able to see this feeling does not align with my new beliefs, the new actions that I'm taking and the new values that I have put in place for myself. So right. now it's not serving me this one or this one, this one, because the feeling is out of line. That's where when you think about alignment, like when you see the one that's sticking out, it's so easy to put it back together, like Jenga style, you know? But when you think that just one of them rules over the rest all of the time, like your feelings, mm -mm. <laughs> Well, so, okay, again, of course, my brain just did three things at once. So I'm going to do my best to be clear here. I, I want to give an anecdote. So middle school teacher for, well, I did elementary and, and middle school for more than 10 years. And, um, well, actually, technically, anyway, this is a separate conversation. We're not, we're not going to worry about numbers right now. Just, just to say around a decade, okay? So I'm working with this middle school kid, and she had um, a rough day, and she was in her head. And she was upset about something not working out. So I sat down with her, and I was chatting with her. And I said, you know, I, I think it's something very important for you to know. She kind of looks at me, you know, whatever, red eyes. And um, I said, you are totally entitled to your feelings. No one should ever tell you not to feel or that your feelings are wrong. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to tell you to feel better. I'm not going to tell you to feel different. You're totally welcome to your feelings. I also know that at a certain point, you can choose your feelings. And you can choose the fireworks in her brain <laughs> <laughs> and you can choose not to be upset anymore. Or it may be that it's not about choosing to not be upset anymore at all. It may be that you're choosing to be upset, that you are 
keeping yourself in the space to be upset. Yeah. So I'm just going to invite you to be as upset as long as you need, as long as you want. And I'll sit here right, I'll sit right here with you. And then when you're ready and you're like, I'm done being upset, I'm ready to do something about it. Cool. We'll, we'll part and you'll go do what you need to do, or I can help you if you need me to help you. And then we'll be fine. Right. And yeah, again, she just kind of was like, okay. She put her head down for a minute. And I just sat with her. And about 30 seconds later, she went, I think I'm done being upset. And I said, cool. Do you need anything from me? She's like, no, I'm just going to go back to my science work. Awesome. Cool. And she went back to work and she got her work done. And like, however long later in the day, she's just like, I need a high five. I got my work done. It's like, yeah. You know, um, it, understanding that sometimes feelings are symptoms. Sometimes feelings are transient, right? We want to like be so into the feeling that we're having when really our job in that moment is just to kind of observe it and let it pass. Right. Does, does this have any lessons for me? Does it have any information for me? No, I didn't sleep enough. Like, what was it? Like last week, I sent you a random note where I'm like, I'm feeling fucked up, but I know it's because I didn't sleep well last night. And so I'm not just in my head. I'm like, in my shit because of lack of sleep and lack of calories. That's actually exactly what it was. And I did a story about it too, where I just, my day did not align the way I hoped it would. And so all of these things conspired to just amplify, 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 amplify my feelings. And at the end of the day, I was like, none of this is real. The core feeling still exists and it's good for me to be aware of, but the, the, the level, the amplification of this feeling is just because I haven't eaten enough and I'm tired and I'm going to eat and I'm going to take a nap. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, the world is fine. (laughs) So when people want to make their entire experience about their feelings, I always question again, how effective is that? Right. You're a highly intuitive person and you live in your feelings and that's how you make your judgments. Then great. I, I respect that. That's fine. But just understand what's coloring your information, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that point is so key when we're talking about business, because there are days where you're going to wake up and you're going to have four hours of sleep the night before, and you're going to be really hungry. And somebody you invited to have on your podcast is going to write back and say, no, you're going to read that email. And then you're going to feel like you're a failure. But guess what? It's like you're talking from experience or something. Hilariously, that did not happen, but it was a, part- was a very ex- particular example I pulled out. Um, yes, it was. So, but the point is, or it's not like sending out an invite to your podcast. It's like, last night, I felt really great about my sales page. I woke up this morning and it sucks, right? And it's always a battle. Number one, as Ryan said, you are making a choice. You are always making a choice. You always have a choice in every situation. It's to stay where you are or to do something different, whether, and that's not saying that either one of them is bad. Cause as you said, sometimes you got to stay and be upset and fully feel it until you're ready to be somewhere else. Right. You always have a choice, but the other thing is those choices literally color your day as a business owner. It's a choice of this thing. Where, where is this on my value system? Do I need sleep right now? Or do I need to get the email series written? One of them is more important. It's not always one. That's the right answer. It's always a balance of playing and figuring out, I think I want sleep right now. And then maybe tomorrow you're like, "Mm, I should not have taken that extra six hour nap. I really needed to figure out the email series, but you learned because you're playing a video game. So next trial run, 
you do it differently, you know? Well, and again, to, to harken back to a conversation that we had ping pong on our two podcasts, I think it was your episode 12 and my episode 20, what was it? 25, 24, so something like that. Anyway, 23, 24. Yeah. Episode 23 and 24. Um, where you also, the, the real mind fuck is you have to accept that there isn't a right answer. Right. There's just what served you or didn't serve you to the end that you wanted in that moment. So when you're, again, this is why I say you have to decide what side of the line you want to make your mistake on. And when I say mistake, I say that tongue in cheek because that's just to play with the part of your brain that thinks there is a mistake to make in the first place. Right. Because if you have like a deadline and it's explicit and it's concrete and it has to be done and they're external factors and that is the like critical thing for you to get this ad in or this copy done and you don't, then okay, you can say you didn't hit your goal, but otherwise. Yeah. yeah. So Coach Ruby, do your comment today is, yeah, I love your comment. And I think of that purpose, perfectly, purposefully, purposely, perfectly, for some reason, can't speak English today, um, sums up the what we were talking about, which is that it's great to have a big, beautiful vision, as you said, kind of be passionate about something, right? But the passion isn't enough a lot of the time. It's willing to combine the passion with grit, which is where I think people come into the idea of being obsessed. It's the passion with the grit, with the work, right? And when you do that, then, yeah, I totally think it's kind of impossible for you not to succeed if you're willing to go out and do the work. Um, but I also think it's key to, to remember that obsession goes hand in hand with hard work, which in what I always tell people is that it's not hard. It's challenging when you're running a business. So when you are saying I, it's about being obsessed, I think, yeah, if that works for you, 100%, it's totally, totally be obsessed. But I also think for some people watching, it might be really key to understand that it's okay if you are not obsessive about what you're doing right now. It's okay if you're getting your feet wet. You can still have insane whatever success means to you, fulfillment, whatever you're looking for, without the obsession. So... Yeah, I think this again. This is depth of feeling. Like if if we're using the words um, obsession and passion, or you know, obsessed and passionate. So the literal thing that Coach Ruby said, if for some reason you can't see it in the playback, business is hard. But I always say, if you're obsessed, not passionate with the topic, then you'll succeed and feel super. So I would like to clarify that in my own context, which again is about depth of feeling. So because the word obsessed doesn't work for me, but I understand what he means by it. It is like, it's not just about like, Oh, I love blank. Oh, I'm so passionate about coaching. It's like, that's great. But how deep is that? Well, yeah. How deep is that? Well, really? So I, for me, when I see the word obsessed in this context, I think my depth of feeling is so powerful that I am driven forward that there is no other option this it's like when someone says oh ryan it's so brave of you to be an entrepreneur fuck off you're acting like oh well i'm just gonna like do this thing and then if it doesn't work out i'll do something else no 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 no. we are beyond this being a choice at this point i made the choice to get into this and now i am here yeah. and because i am here this is my lane 
Yeah. You're like, oh, there are other options. Yes, I know there are other options. I chose this one, motherfucker. This is where I'm at. This is no longer about, oh, you know, oh, don't work, we're going to work out or whatever. It's like, no, 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 this is it. It will work. Period. Period. That is my depth of feeling. I am present for this. And everything else I acknowledge is, oh, this is some noise. Or, oh, this is me letting good be the enemy of great. Oh, this is me letting perfect be the enemy of good. All these freaking hashtag whatever else. Okay, so here's another one. I want you to quote me on this. Whoever's watching, whoever, when if you watch this, this is what I want you to say to your friend when they're whining about something. I've been saying this for freaking ever, okay? It's only hard work if you are not willing to work hard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. It is it only again. hard work. <laughs> Quietly this time. It is only hard work. If you are not willing to work hard. And I came up with that originally talking about relationships. I have been very, very passionate about understanding intimacy and relationships. So when I was watching people around me and I was getting into my own relationships in the end of high school, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to people who are like, oh, it should be easy. Or, oh, it should be this. Or, oh, it's should There's always a should in there, right? Oh, it should be this relationship should be this relationship. It should be that. Shouldn't be hard work or it should be this, whatever. Okay. And my whole thing getting into relationships was when people talk about whether a relationship is or is not hard work. Again, I would say, well, it's only hard if you're not hard work, if you're not willing to work hard, if you're willing to work hard in a relationship, it's just a relationship. Yep. It's just natural. It's just normal. It just is what it is. It's just the nature of being in a relationship you're not qualifying it right and so now i apply that to my business you know it's the same thing i think as your shower moment where you're like oh god i'm having to work so hard this doesn't feel comfortable so therefore this doesn't feel right because it doesn't feel comfortable it's like well if you retrain your brain to say if i'm comfortable then maybe i'm not doing the work i need to do right Right. Because, again, this is the antithesis of our natural mammalian brain and our reptilian brain and our whatever, our primate brain. You know, that's the part of our brain that's about survival. So, therefore, it's about seeking pleasure, avoiding pain and doing what is efficient. And by efficient, I mean expedient. I mean familiar. Right. Again, thank you, Brooke Castillo, for laying those out so clearly. Um, It's so true. It's just so true. And so when, you, when you're when you going to be an entrepreneur, those three things don't work anymore. Right. To guide you. Because you have to seek pain <laughs> in order to defer pleasure to meet the goal that you really want, which means breaking out your familiar patterns mm-hmm. in order to build new ones. And then eventually you can say your goal is that these those three original survival things are true again. Because now your business brings you so much joy and you're living a life that you love, but doesn't mean you're going to stop struggling. It just means you'll have more of that feeling, right? right? It doesn't mean you're going to not have pain. It just means you get to, you know, delegate some of that pain. It doesn't mean that you don't want efficient systems. It just means that you're willing now to examine those systems and say they're not what I want them to be and change them. 
Now you have flexibility. Now you, you are empowered to change these things that are, that's no longer automatic. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that your quote because people seriously, you should quote Ryan on that. But uh, I love that because- Tag me, tag me. <laughs> what at least to me, alignment means in being in flow. When I like telling people that business isn't hard unless you see it that way, it's because if you tell yourself, this is a lot of work, I have to do all this stuff, oh my God, it's going to be awful. Yeah, it's going to be awful. And it's going to be a lot of hard, terrible, stinking work. But if you get clear on why you're doing it and what your values are and your beliefs are and your actions are that will support that, and you're willing to deal with the discomfort and the resilience and put in the work, you get into a state of flow. You will get into a state of flow. It might not happen immediately. It's going to take some time because, again, your mammalian brain, as you just said, doesn't like it when you – I read this book the other day that described it as the little prince. The little prince in your head, the subconscious mind, doesn't like being dethroned. Doesn't like it when you throw things at it. Like, hey, all the things are comfort. Rug out for money. You know, it's <laughs> that. So, but I think when you're willing – when you seriously just get so caught into it, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this work. I'm going to do this intense work because it does matter to me because there's something further that my subconscious brain isn't willing to deal with right now because it wants short-term gains and short-term that are going to help me survive. But I want here that's going to help thrive. So which, you know, when you get clear on that matters to you. And then again, it's that state of, oh my gosh, I love this so much or I'm so in it. I have so much depth of feeling about this thing. As Coach Ruby said, being obsessed with it, that does it really feel like hard work? Or is it just, this is just me doing good work. This is just me putting in focused effort. And it's not hard and impossible and difficult because I'm not letting it be. Because all I have to do is solve another obstacle or pull out another tool or find a new tool or do any of those things, right? Right. And I think that's that, that simple mindset shift to going from I have to to I get to is enormous. It is absolutely enormous. Guys, like this is the truth for everybody. You don't have to run an online business. You don't. You do not have to do that. You are choosing to do that. You get to do that. You can go to a nine to five job. You can go work at Subway or go work at Starbucks. You don't have to do this. And I'm not saying that to, to be harsh. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Absolutely. Please have enough awareness for yourself to recognize that this is not for you. However, if it is, then get clear. You don't have to do this at all. And here's the thing. We all choose our problems. Just choose them consciously. That's what we're challenging you to do here is to choose your problems consciously. Choose your suffering consciously. If you're if your way of suffering because you want comfort when you get home from your job is to do a nine to five that pays you well enough to live the life that you want, then fucking do it. There is literally no shame in that. There's no, there are people who I watch try to be entrepreneurs. I'm like, if they're shame in working a nine to five, they're shame in being an entrepreneur because they are not living their best <laughs> life. Not living their best life. You should do what what suits you. And I don't again, I don't mean that in a settling way. You can develop as a human being without it being choosing to be an entrepreneur. You can develop as a human being without choosing to be an employee. Because straight up, some of the best lessons I've learned is when I had to humble myself to a boss. Yeah. Right. Find stage. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about finding your stage. For some of us, 
you're going to be put on your personal development stage through entrepreneurship. For some of you, it has nothing to do with your job at all. For some of you, you're going to be put on that stage in your relationship, and that's where you give your focus, or your friendships, or your family, your relationship side of it, not related to work. For some of you, it's going to have nothing to do with that. It's going to be your health, right? You have a stage that is yours to use, to grow, to learn, through your conduit for which major change happens in your life. For some of you, that's entrepreneurship, and I think that that can be a really beautiful thing, as much as... I might text Ryan in the middle of the night or sometimes wake up and be like, woohoo, I'm amazing. And then three hours later, <sighs> I'm a failure. Like, <laughs> as much as that happens, I would not change the suffering ever. Right. I would never. I mean, right. The idea of suffering in a relationship this way or suffering in a physical health way this way, not interesting to me. I don't want to do that. I'm choosing this arena and this stage as my choice and my suffering. And what I want to make right. really clear here is at the end of that suffering, you have to see the reason, what, what's the, um, where, where's the point in the show that you get the applause and you start changing your view on suffering, right? Like, are you just on this stage putting yourself through being a business owner because, or is there a reason? Is there finally going to be a place where you're like, oh, wait, first show done, first online course done. I got one person to sign up. Woohoo. This is the same unexamined judgment conversation we were just having in a new context. Because that like, why am I doing this if it doesn't bring me joy, as some people say? Well, you're doing it because there's some unexamined judgment that's telling you this is what you're supposed right. to be doing. Right? That's supposed to, that should. Right? right? That, that When you hear those words come out of your mouth, out of your brain, when you hear them rattling around in your brain, those are serious signs. And again, I am not suggesting... Like between the two of us, she's Miss Sunshine. I'm kind of like smack you on the side of the head. Can like, but we, we play well. I have to interrupt you for a second. So anybody watching right now, if you miss yeah. real life biffles, but um, yeah, <laughs> the day Sam told me that I was Miss Sunshine. It's so funny that you. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, and it's not to say that I'm not a giant heart walking around with arms and legs because I told that about myself as well. But in moments like this, people say, you know, do what brings you joy. I'm like, that's a very lovely thought for people who are aligned to joy, but not all of us are aligned to joy. So sometimes that kind of ref how we reflect on that, like for me, when I think of supposed to, and I think of should, it's not that the opposite of those things for me is joy. The opposite of those things for me is free experience of emotion. So that may lead to more joy, and I can almost guarantee will lead to more joy. But that does not mean that because of my particular emotional alignment, joy is my compass. Yeah, absolutely. So again, some of this is just recognition once we start to tackle our supposed to's and our shoulds, once we start to tackle our unexamined judgments, now we're able to have the freedom to have, let's say, the full emotional experience that we could have. And for some of us, I absolutely do believe that is joy. Listening to James Wedmore, for him, it's obviously about joy. For James Wedmore, it is about 
joy. For someone like Brooke Castillo, it's actually about suffering freely and more briefly. Like she's like, oh, I, I have anxiety, period. So for me, this work is about living in anxiety less, which of course means a byproduct is going to be more joy. But that also means that if you accept that you're an anxious person, then again, your reality is different. I don't know. I just, I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I think it's important. I think, again, if you're like me, you get turned off when someone says, follow your bliss. Right. Or whatever. And it's like, hey, I'm not saying it's bad to follow your bliss. Again, I want to be clear. It's not bad to follow your joy. None of these things are bad. Just for those of us who that doesn't like trigger a positive motivation, I just want to say, hey, you're not alone. Hey. <laughs> joy is not what, what drives me. What I'm trying to say here is that Marie Kondo, you cannot just Marie Kondo your life, people. Does it spark joy? I don't know, but there's a purpose for this random bookshelf. So sweet. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think that that's a very good, very important distinction to make. Like, and not everybody's driver is joy or should be. Or, and, and, or even if it is, it's just not clear. I think the other thing is that goes into this whole other conversation, which we won't have, but that joy Next time. should not, in my opinion, be an external thing it shouldn't be something outside of you that you're chasing i think that it's something that you purposefully work hard to cultivate consistently whatever that means to you whatever it looks like whether it is the form of joy for brooke as you said is living with less anxiety so what does that look like how do i cultivate it that's the thing that i need to chase and figure out not so much is it that external you know joy like um that which is where again a whole separate conversation Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. You're, you're talking about understanding and reflecting your life as an internal state as opposed to an external yeah. state. So it's not about like getting the thing and the thing bringing you the joy, but you developing the capacity to be joyful right. within yourself. And I, I totally hear that. I, I think some of the people I've met are honestly um, not just extroverted, but they really are interpersonal, not intrapersonal. They really do live in an external world. They don't live in an internal world. And for those people, striving for things is actually satisfying. And so what's interesting is I don't have those people in my life, but maybe that's because I'm not one of those people. But I've definitely witnessed those people i've been in classrooms as a learner with those people when we do like personality tests and i'm looking around going how is it that there's such a diversity of people <laughs> in this room because in my own life it's like the people that i'm at my right. table with but but it's true but it's true some people i think that all humans would value from becoming becoming more comfortable with their internal state living with themselves as an, as a friend and an ally and being present with the fullness of their emotion, regardless of they're an internal and external oriented person. I think that's genuinely valuable for all humans. Having said yeah. that, I know that that's not everyone's journey and there's going to be law of averages, 50% of the human population just right. isn't into that. And so it always makes me curious. How is it, is it in me? Okay nerd behind the scenes moment entrepreneurs is it up to me to serve those people right that's an interesting side question for maybe our conversation tomorrow <laughs> but uh mm -hmm. no yeah and i think as as for everybody again anybody watching joining whatever 
Um, I think the main thing is just whether you are, there's something outside of you that can drive you and fuel you and make you get up on the days that everything is really hard, then go for it. And it doesn't have to be happiness, joy. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be like, I know people in the world who could give two shits if their business even makes any money. It's not about that for them though. It's about the, what's happening with your, the heart's, Oh, I decided that just to emphasize the point, I would throw on the neon Valentine filter. Right. But I mean, there's all sorts of other love filters that I could, because we're, you know, that I could could throw on here. Um, This is one I've never, I I don't think I would ever do, but just for shits and giggles. Well, now I'm in the heart filter. Um, But yeah, external driver outside of you, then go for it. If there is an in driver for me it's it's I know for me it's a combination of I want freedom okay to me I know externally I'm gonna get freedom in a bigger capacity with more abundance but I also know internally I'm gonna have more freedom when it comes to purpose those are two things that matter to me so it's all it's about those things two drivers for you it could just be externally more money and you have forty thousand dollars of student debt that I need to get off that's my driver run with it Okay, cool. Or it's, I want to wake up and be happy every day in my business. Okay, run with it. Figure out what's going to make you get there, right? So I think everybody's driver is different, like you said. Yeah, definitely. I And I super appreciate the distinctions that you just made. Um, because I think it's critical to accept that the mundane is sometimes the most valuable. So sometimes it really is just, I want to get out of student debt. Sometimes it really is, I just want a better paying job because... I don't feel the, the, I'm not experiencing the payoff of my current job. And so I'd like to keep doing what I'm doing, but be better paid. Like that's all perfectly legit. Nothing, it doesn't, not everything has to be super high minded. Not to say that that's bad either to be high minded, but, um, these are very valuable and worthwhile goals. Yeah. And I think that it's important to, to examine those as well like that's great yeah and i would just like to say that also that that's where your idea of judgment and dropping and really removing the external layers of judgment also comes back into play because like if you for real just want to start an online business and make it be successful so that you can get out of student loan debt and then never have to work for a shitty job again that's fine don't let anybody judge you for that but if it's not that if you don't care at all about the money you don't like luxurious handbags and you're not into material things. And like, you just really don't like the concept of being fueled by money, but you are fueled by the idea of helping somebody. Cool. That's also cool. Neither one makes you a better human being or a lesser human being, but both of them make you a human being. Word. Yes. Yeah, quick anecdote, because I, I sense us beginning to wrap up here. Um, and that was just to share that I have an uncle who um, his his way of approaching this uh, this exact conversation was that he worked 10-hour um, days yeah. for 20 years, you know, six days a week. And he still had kids and he had his wife and, you know, he had all those things. He had a life going on. But what it allowed him to do is retire at like 
50, like his early 50s. He retired in his early 50s. He was uh, an electrician. Um, and so he got called out to do random jobs, forced into lots of overtime, all those things. But he's like, you know what? This is my job. I'm going to work hard. And now he owns like multiple properties, him and his wife, and they're retired early and they just get to do whatever the fuck they want and take trips and, and live the, and they live the life they love. So for as many people that tell you don't trade your current happiness for future happiness, because you never know if you'll ever get to the future. Again, I respect that opinion and perspective. At the same time, sometimes, you're not saying he had no joy in his right. life. I'm sure he loves his family and he loves his kids and he's very happy that he's had the life he's had so far. I'm afraid I lost you again. But uh, I'm still here. And if I... Okay, cool. You're you're loading for me. So, um, anyway, (laughs) anyway, the the point of what I was saying is just again, choose what side of the line you want to err on. You want to make the mistake on, and go for it. And if it's working extra hours and and planning properly for your retirement, so you can retire early, awesome. And if it's not, if it's you know, experiencing more joy now and working less and, and, and working more joyfully, then great, then do that. I'm not trying to say there's a right or a wrong answer for that, I guess is where I was going. Yeah, definitely. Um, seriously, I don't know why it's not letting me shut off. It's, it's because you're just, you're also just a giant heart with arms and legs. And so I just won't let you turn off the filter. It recognizes my real personality. Um, so, yeah, so guys, again, I probably went through a bunch of different loops in this live, but at its core, what we wanted to talk about was the three points that I mentioned at the beginning, which is that if you're thinking about starting an online business, if you are currently running an online business and you want to grow, even if you're not, this applies to you in life as well. If you just want to chase a dream, right? I think it's really clear to get to understand that your vision and your why for what you want to do and why you want to do it is incredibly, incredibly important to get clarity on. But along with that, it's understanding that that might not be enough. That might, you might need to throw yourself in front of the fire and put yourself in a zone where you're starting to build resilience. If you really want this vision to manifest this goal to happen, right? There's that you got to be honest with yourself about the challenging aspects of running a business. You also have to be honest with yourself about working through dropping the need for perfection while also, wow, Instagram is about to kick me off in two minutes. I didn't know that they had a live um, deadline. Anyway, perfect timing to end up. So one, resilience. Two, it's more about the progress and the growth than it is about the perfection. So if you want to be running a business, you have to understand that you're going to face obstacles. You're going to face things that your mind wants to qualify as a failure and keep you down. But It's your responsibility as an entrepreneur, if you are serious about this business game, to embrace the failure and to be okay with it and to learn how to use it to your advantage. And third is that for the moments that you feel not ready, the only way you're going to be ready, the only way you're going to get that clarity is through action and understanding and making the shift that it's not so much about action that you can take to get clearer for yourself. It's action that you can take to create change in the lives of your clients. Because when you do, do that, it is impossible for you not to have clarity in business. So that's pretty much all we wanted to talk about. I am 
feeling the heart filter and that's cool. And now I'm freezing. But um, Ryan, thanks for being here. I love chatting with you. Absolutely. Hey again, thanks for listening. If you want more goodness, come hang out with me on Instagram at educate for underscore life. That's educate the number four underscore life. I jump on almost every day and go live once per week to answer questions and just talk about what's on my mind. We've got some cool stuff coming down the pipe, so expect some announcements in the near future. And with that, I hope you have a great week. Talk with you soon. <laughs>